Hi, welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx, Cleveland edition after game four here at Progressive Field. I'm Pete Calvary in Cleveland. Of course, he's Mike Stanton uh, back in Houston. And uh, the Yankees, uh, their season was on the line. Garrett Cole uh, responded with seven strong innings and the Yankees live to fight another day. Mike, just uh, wondering what your, your quick impressions are of uh, uh, Yankees' performance tonight and, uh, and what you saw out of the Cleveland Guardians, too. Well, a couple things. The first was Garrett Cole did exactly what he needed to do. You know, he went out there, he dominated the game. Uh, He got off to a hot start. Yeah, he gave up a run in the third and the fourth, but they were just solo runs. But I think the offense, even though there wasn't a whole lot of offense, I think the offense did him right by scoring in the first, scoring in the second, and giving him an early lead. That allowed him to be way more aggressive in the strike zone. It let him get into the flow of the game. And, you know, Garrett's an emotional guy. You saw him a lot uh, several times, you know, kind of taking deep breaths on the mound. This is something that, you know, he usually does to, to keep himself under control because he doesn't show emotions a whole lot, but he pitches with a lot of emotion and a lot of fire. And I thought he was, you know, he earned his paycheck tonight, to say the least. Yeah. And, uh, that that fire, I think, was was fueled even more, Mike, when uh, there was some talk about whether he was the one that that should be starting Game One uh, for the Yankees. Nestor Cortez had a terrific year; he was in that right. that conversation. You give it to Luis Severino, who might be their freshest, strongest starter, and was coming off seven no hit innings at, at Texas. But this is what you pay Garrett Cole to do: thirty six million dollars a year, and uh, he was also going to be the one guy. If he started game one, which he did and won, uh, he'd be either pitching to save their season in game four or clinch it and and move on to the next round. And, uh, you know, certainly you got the scenario where they, they needed seven strong out of him. He throws on 10 pitches. The pitch, the pitch mix, you talked last night about the fact that he had to really establish that, that curveball. Yes. Uh, he had that going, the fastball, he had the slide, the changeup. He was getting stri- swings and misses on, on pretty much every pitch. Yeah, about half of his pitches he threw tonight were either a slider or a curveball, and the split between those two were 50-50 also. So he definitely used the curveball more tonight, and I think that was a bit, you know, listen, one of the hardest things to do in baseball for a starting pitcher is to pitch against the same team twice in a row, especially in a postseason situation. So he does have to change things up a little bit, but I, I really thought that, giving him the early lead really allowed him to to kind of just bear down and be ultra aggressive. And that's really what we saw. You know, yeah, there was some swing and miss. Yeah, there were some base runners, but, you know, not a whole lot of offense on either side. But I've, I thought that after the ninth inning last night, and then the the Guardians taking the two to one lead in the series, they had all the momentum going into tonight. That's why it was going to be so important for the Yankees to score early like they did, and 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 let Garrett Cole let their big dog go ahead and go out there and eat. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. They get one in the first. Uh, they get another home run out of Harrison Bader, who has three yeah. in this series, two off of of Quantrill, uh, and he's got three off him in. Uh, his first six at bats against him career that includes obviously the postseason. Not what you expect. I mean, they said uh, they wanted Bader to be an impact player for them, but for the for the reasons you anticipate, uh, for his ability to run and right. play defense, uh, he does have pop as you mentioned, and uh, and you're seeing it in the most critical and crucial spots. 
Well, I mean, listen, you asked Qual, uh, uh, Cal Quantrill about the pitch that Harrison Bader hit out. He'll say, you know, I know my answer to that question would have been, yeah, you know what? He didn't do anything special. I hung a slider. I mean, it could not have been more center cut. Now, listen, Harrison still has to put the swing on the ball. He's still got to hit it. He's still got to elevate it, create some backspin for the ball to go out of the ballpark. But it was basically almost a BP fastball right down the middle. And Harrison did a nice job of putting a good swing on it. But it was absolutely a mistake by Quantrill. Right. Got to talk a bit about the Yankees uh, bullpen. Of course, the, a lot of controversy, a lot of uh, you know swirling drama around uh, the fact of uh, that they didn't use Clay Holmes in, in an urgent spot uh, in Game Three, and then paid for it when they had uh, Clark Schmidt on the mound and and, and uh, that three-run ninth inning uh, by by Cleveland. But uh, today, uh, Boone found the lane for for Holmes in the eighth inning. Uh, two big strikeouts of two of the, the the better Cleveland hitters. And then using Wandy Peralta for a third straight game where, uh, I mean, that's that's uh, forbidden uh, during the regular season yes. uh, in, a, in a Aaron Boone run bullpen. And uh, but they desperately needed him. And, and, uh, and Peralta said he'd even be available tomorrow if they need him. I, that doesn't surprise me. And the way to tell you the truth, you know, when you when you watch Peralta pitch. You know, he's got, he, you know, he's got good stuff, balls moving all over the place, has a little bit of a complex delivery. And, and I can speak from a long, many, many years of experience. You know, when you, when you know, you're more often, I, I was better being in the game than sitting in the bullpen. You know, I needed to be in the game. I needed to be throwing. I needed to be, you know, burning that adrenaline. When I would sit down there for many days, you really didn't. I really didn't know what I what what to expect when I got out there. And I, you know, he was extremely efficient tonight. Through seven pitches, six strikes. Uh, the ball, the, the movement was there. The velocity was there. So I don't. I. I. I'm not gonna. I won't be surprised at all if we see Peralta right back in the game tomorrow, just simply because, you know, it is the season. You know, if you do lose, yeah, you're going home. You got all offseason rest. We'll see you in spring training. But so I, I absolutely, absolutely believe that Peralta is going to be available tomorrow. Now, whether he's used or not, that's another story. Right. I think that's true. And and uh, and and he he was helped a bit by Cleveland's aggressiveness, and that's an aggressive lineup. Mm -hmm. And uh, gets two quick ground ball outs to start with. You know, uh, you know, maybe as a left-hander, you can appreciate this. There's only one left-hander in Cleveland's. Bullpen. There's essentially only one left-hander in the Yankees bullpen uh, in Peralta. I mean, uh, Lucas Lipke's out there, but he's he's basically used in uh, to save in a save an arm situation, right. or yeah. or if you get into a, a, a the type of game that that Houston and Seattle got in the other day. But uh, you know, there, there's really only those Peralta for those slots where you've got to face their best lefty, and and Boone found that slot against Naylor uh, with using Peralta in the ninth inning there. Yeah, and it made a lot of sense. And and then you also, uh, you know, you were, you know, the way he was throwing the baseball. Yeah, I I don't to tell you the truth, lefty righty, it doesn't matter whatsoever. Um, and, and so you know the way this is set up now, they didn't overuse anyone. Everybody is going to be available tomorrow. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we do see you know, one of the starters come in if, if need be or something like that, because, you know, when you get into, I, I love, I love game fives and game sevens. I, and the, the reason I do is because all bets are off. 
all strategy is out the window and you are counting outs from the very first inning. Absolutely. And uh, interesting you mentioned that because uh, Aaron Boone mentioned that Nestor Cortez will be available and, and ready to pitch in his bullpen uh, tomorrow if needed. You've got Jamison Tyone, who's not started a game in about 12 or 13 days, uh, but, you know, he's still built up and, and ready to go. So, yeah, I guess he, and he did pitch just the other day. Now he, he ended up getting the yeah, loss. Right, he did pitch the other day. But I think I think right. that yeah. actually can help him just simply because now he's already knocked the dust off the bottle. Now he can go out, even yeah. though the the this the program has been messed up a little bit with him coming in relief. I think you still look at it and go, okay, he's already pitched in this series. You know, what can you get out of him? You're just gonna have to wait and see. There's gonna be, you know, endless number of scenarios going through these managers' heads, but it's it's going to be left up to the players. And I, I expect, you know, uh, Jamison Tyon to be to be good tomorrow. I, I You know, is he going to throw a shutout or whatever? We'll just have to wait and see. But I, I don't think that the pressure is going to get to him if for no other reason, you know, he's just pitched against these guys just a few days ago. Right. I think if, he, if you know, the formula would be if you could draw it up, if you could get five solid innings out of Tyon, if you could hand it, for uh, maybe an inning or two uh, in the middle of that lineup for, for Cortez. Yeah. Uh, they seem to be staying away from Domingo Herman in, in this series. They had an opportunity to bring him in in game uh, three. They didn't. Uh, uh, he would have been used early if, if, uh, if Severino had, had yeah. to come out of that game in the, in the third inning. But uh, they're obviously not using him in, in leverage situations. Well, the reason, you know, what, what makes it difficult when you get to an end of a series like this and a pitcher hasn't pitched there's a long layoff, you know, and, right. and, and, you know, it's, it's not that easy just to go out there. Oh, just go out there and throw strikes. Well, yeah, these are professional pitchers. They're the best in the world in major league baseball, but that doesn't mean the job that they have to do is easy. And, right. it, you know, we, we know that Domingo has uh, another guy that's, that's, you know, got a pretty complex delivery. He's got the ball moving all over the place. Sometimes he could, you know, most of the time he could put it in the zone, but sometimes he loses command a little bit. Uh, and, and, you know, in a, in a game five pivotal, you know, win or go home scenario, you, you want to go to the guys that you have an idea of what you're going to get. And I don't think you really know what you're going to get for Herman right now. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the wildness factor is, is what's uh, keeping them away from using him in, in a high leverage spot. But you, you'll have Loisega available tomorrow, yep. who's been a, a big pitcher for them uh, in the last two months. He's been more of what he had been uh, previous to the first half when he was very shaky this year. And they won't hesitate this time, I'm sure, in going back to, to Clay Holmes as long as he says he can pitch and, and right. he's right and healthy. And it's going to be it, – it'll still be limited, though. You're not going to – I think with all the other relievers, all the other pitchers, except for Clay Holmes, I think you look at him and you go, okay, can we get one more out? You know, can we stretch him just a little bit? Uh, because, you know, once you open up the revolving door of the bullpen, now all of a sudden, you know, you can't, you can't close it. Once you open the door, you can't close it. And, you know, that's why you may, as you run relievers out there, that's one of these things, both of these managers, Tito Francona and Aaron Boone, they're going to be, okay, is this a situation that maybe I can get a few more pitches? Can I get one more out, out of, you know, reliever X and, 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 you know, push the game back a little bit further. Right. One more thing before we wrap it up here, Mike, uh, uh, Aaron Boone did make a, 
uh, a change to his lineup today. Uh, Isaiah Kainafrolefa had a, a shaky game at shortstop, mm -hmm. uh, probably you know contributed to uh, the heavier bullpen use uh, in in game three and and a uh, game that the Yankees lost late, obviously. So uh, he was replaced at shortstop by Oswaldo Cabrera. The Yankees got uh, Aaron Hicks out in in left field. Uh, they still don't think, you know, Giancarlo Stanton can play the outfield right now. Not to say he uh, that wouldn't be a consideration uh, for the ALCS, perhaps, but it doesn't seem like he's playing defensively this series. And, um, you know, if he if he is able to play defensively, that gives an opportunity for for Matt Carpenter to get four at bats in a, in a DH spot. But uh, but more than a subtle move in in, in replacing his starting shortstop yeah. worked out because. The Yankees were a little, you know, they, they could sense the pressure was getting to uh, IKF. They're a little nervous, not reacting athletically. And Cabrera had no problem at shortstop tonight. Yeah, and and you already did it in a in a, a scenario that you had to win, a must win, any you know, to that tonight. So it's going to be fascinating to see if if that's going to be the the case uh, for you know, for tomorrow night. Now the, the question is going to be, is this going to be a situation that you feel like you need more offense, which is the better offensive player? You know, was this just a mental break for uh Kiner Falefa or, you know, you know, is this something that could linger on in this postseason? It's kind of hard to take out your starting shortstop. That's, you know, done a job for you all year, but Hey, you know, you, you can mend hurt feelings later. When you're in these situations, you have to win, and sometimes you got to hurt some feelings. Exactly, and you know how, how managers are. I mean, that that winning formula worked uh, tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I I bet it would be uh, in place again tomorrow. Well, that's the wrap up here in Cleveland, and uh, we're glad you joined us again. Uh, we will be back with you after Game Five. Looking forward to it, Mike. And uh, absolutely back to New York. Why? Well, I wish that right. they would just play the doubleheader tonight. <laughs> and we got to wait all the way to tomorrow for another game. <laughs> At least they didn't play a four and a half hour game uh, tonight. Uh, or six and, uh, and a half. That's what the, yes. the, the Astros <laughs> Mariners, six hours and 22 minutes. Exactly. I thank John and Susan uh, for allowing me to use the booth. And uh, I'm going to back into the writer's booth to wrap up. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow night, Mike. Sounds good.